0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spicy Take Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Houston Texans and DeMarcus Cousins ruining the NBA. That's coming up right after this. And we're back. Our first story today is DeMarcus Cousins joining uh, the Warriors, and there's two simple reasons he's doing this. One, to just pick up a quick ring, which is horrible that you can just sign a contract in today's NBA and just guarantee yourself a ring, which it's it's terrible, but I'll get back to that. And to raise his, val- raise his value to get a Supermax, which he would have got this offseason if he didn't tear his Achilles last year. Many people said that the Warriors were the only option for DeMarcus and he had no other choice, but news came out that he declined a a 2-year 40 million dollar contract from the Pelicans which would net him 15 million more dollars per year to stay in New Orleans but instead he goes to Golden State and just oh it frustrates me so much anyway this just he's just such a hypocrite cuz he was he's been trash talking Golden State Kevin Durant for making the decision Kevin Durant made 2 summers ago and it's just so shady of DeMarcus he's become the biggest enemy in the NBA even more than Kevin Durant Yes, DeMarcus Cousins won't be playing during most of the regular season. He'll probably come back right after the All-Star break. But let's remember something here. The NBA regular season is completely irrelevant. They don't need him during the regular season. They need him during the playoffs. So this move pretty much means that us as NBA fans, we, we shouldn't watch. It's just a joke. It's July, and we know which team's going to win the championship. The only thing that you'd be watching for is to see who wins MVP and to see who finishes second place. This is a joke. I'm not watching the NBA next year. This is horrible for the league. I'm I'm just so frustrated. More NBA news, where out of OKC, it turns out that Carmelo, Anthony, and the Thunder are wanting to part ways at some point this summer. Personally, I think this is a great resolution for both sides, because Carmelo can get his money, and OKC doesn't have to start Carmelo, who's frankly just a shell of his former self. He's nowhere near as good as he used to be. Um... Now the question is, where's Carmelo gonna land? Some of the major landing spots are places that could be contenders and places where he wouldn't have to come off the bench. Uh, those places include the Rockets, is I think the most likely because Trevor Rees has gone. They need a small forward, and I'm sure Carmelo wouldn't mind being on a team that was one win away from going to the NBA Finals last year. The uh, the other team that Carmelo could join is the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Honestly, L.A. needs just a bit more firepower, and LeBron and Carmelo go way back. They never really had a chance to play with each other, each other except for all-star games in the Olympics, so I could see either of those teams. I don't really see anything else. Maybe the Warriors, people are saying, but I, Carmelo's ego is too big to come off the bench, so I don't see that one happening, and yeah. Our next news story comes from the summer league, where a lot of the lottery picks from this year's draft were showing out. Uh, the one that caught everyone's attention was Kevin Knox. Who he's a fantastic basketball player. Like he he showed an insane athleticism. For, he well he went to Kentucky, so like all those players are just fantastic. But great length, great athleticism. He looked like a young Giannis out there. It was, it was incredible. It, maybe the Knicks should just start booing all of their draft picks because this guy looks like. He could make an impact Uh, this upcoming season. The next player that um caught everyone's eye was Trey Young. He was so hot and cold, though. So we're really just going to have to see and wait for the NBA regular season to see if he's actually an amazing player, or just a huge bust. I still think that he's going to be a bust, but only one way to find out. He did pass the ball decently well, but some of his shooting was just so off. He's so hot and cold. So we'll have to see. Another huge story was Jaron Jackson Jr. from the Memphis Grizzlies. To me, he was the most impressive rookie out of everyone in the whole summer league. He showed such rare athleticism for an 18-year-old. He turns 19 in September. He's For his age, he's incredible. He can shoot the ball extremely well. His defense is so impressive, and I really just can't wait to see what this guy can do in the regular season against seasoned vets. Another uh, notable player was DeAndre Ayton the first overall pick he shot the ball really well he averaged 16 points a game 11 rebounds and you can easily see why he was chosen first overall in this draft the one player I really want to see which I, I wish he played summer league but was Luka Doncic but he went in he just finished up his Europe league but so we're gonna have to wait for the regular season for that but yeah overall all of these rookies look extremely good and I'm excited to see how they these uh, these guys play in the regular season Right after this short break, we talk NFL news. And we're back. Recently Tony Romo chimed in with his Super Bowl prediction and it is just absurd. Once again, another reporter predicts that Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers will make the Super Bowl, but this year they say it's going to be against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This prediction isn't ludicrous because as the Jaguars the Super Bowl, I think this is actually kind of realistic if Blake Borles can step up a little and if Tom Brady takes a step back and there's trouble in, in the Patriots, which I think there might be, and I think this might be the Jaguars year to make it there. This prediction infuriates me because it has another sorry reporter predicting the Packers somehow making the Super Bowl in the past five years. Almost every reporter under the on the face of the earth has predicted Aaron Rodgers miraculously carrying his sorry-ass Packers to the Super Bowl. And guess what? In the past five years, hasn't happened once. Not once. I get Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. I get all that. But this team has absolutely no depth and is, has one of the worst defenses in the whole NFL. Rodgers and the Packers, I guarantee, will choke to one of the more complete teams, the NFC, like the Rams, Eagles, Vikings, or Saints. I don't even think the Packers are going to win their division, let alone the NFC. This is ridiculous. In other news, we're going to get to a topic that doesn't fire me up as much, but in other news, DeMarco Murray sadly announced his retirement from the NFL today on NFL Live. This is super sad. Everyone everyone knows this guy has juice left in the tank. Everyone knows that he still could play, but as far as we know, no NFL team offered him a deal, which includes the previous team he was with, which was the Tennessee Titans. I understand Derrick Henry was starting to look good. Maybe they just decided... It was his time to play. Dion Lewis also came in, so we'll see how that turns out. But it's just sad because I remember, like it was just yesterday, where DeMarco Murray was running over defenders and torching defenses. And it's sad to see a former NFL offensive MVP retire, but I wish him the best of luck in future in his future endeavors. And the whole NFL will miss this guy. We're going to continue talking about the NFL where we're going to continue the segment where we go from the worst team in the NFL to the best team in the NFL and we talk about each team, what we think their what their record will be next year and uh, what I thought of their offseason. So today is the Houston Texans. Last year they showed sparks and looked like a team that in the next five years could really explode and just be one of the top dogs in the AFC once the Patriots inevitably slow down. So, although the Texans really didn't have any early draft picks last year, they still have one of the most exciting and young rosters in the NFL. They got J.J. Watt coming back, Whitney Merciless coming back, and let's not forget about Jadavian Clowney, who's just amazing. He's not coming back, but that D-line, those three sound unbelievable. Deshaun Watson is obviously coming back, and this team has potential to do some serious damage as early as next year. I personally think people have declared Deshaun Watson as like the next goat and people are already saying that he's the next Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but we'll see. I mean, we, we might be up a little bit too much too early, but we'll, we'll see how Deshaun Watson, Watson answers this uh, hype around him. I really like the guy, but he does have an, a uh, past of injury. So we'll see what happens. Um, this is another interesting team that could easily have another top 10 pick in next year's NFL draft, or it could also do some damage in the playoffs. So, personally, I think the Texans, their floor would be around 4-12, and 12, their ceiling around 11-5. and five. They, they did lose Brian Cushing, which isn't huge, hasn't been relevant for a little bit, but they did acquire Tyran Matthews, so that's why I think they'll probably sneak in at 10-6. and six. Um, I think they're going to be much improved, with coming back after all these injuries. So I think they're just going to sneak in the playoffs and maybe have an early exit in the playoffs. Back to the NBA we go where recently Isaiah Thomas signed the vet minimum with the Denver Nuggets, which is just simply a one-year, $2 million contract. Uh, You you seriously got to feel sorry for this guy though. He pours his heart and soul into basketball and this injury just derailed his career completely. Um, I personally don't know if he's a good fit on Denver either, though, because he's lacking in defense, and he's going to be coming off the bench. Also, the Nuggets are really weak on defense, so he's not really helping the team that much. Um, I know that myself personally and a lot of other NBA fans are going to be cheering for Isaiah to come back and get back to his former form, get his his career back on track, and get that money he deserves, because it's just sad that... One injury can cost a single player hundreds of millions of dollars. Kawhi, maybe this is why Kawhi didn't come back after his injury last year, because he, he would lose some serious money if he wasn't at 100%. Uh, this whole process has shown that there's no compassion in the NBA. Business comes first, and unfortunately for Isaiah, he was one that experienced that firsthand. More NBA news today, where recently Kevin Durant got into another heated argument with a teenager online. This time, a teenager posted a photo on Instagram showing that Kevin Durant was not an elite two-way player and that he doesn't elevate his team like LeBron and Steph, which I think is ridiculous. I think he's much better than Steph. He's the second best player in the world, personally, I think that. Um it's for sure though he's the most soft player in nba history it's just sad but he seriously just has to grow some balls and self-confidence someone has to sit down with him and just tell him that hey dude you're kevin durant you shouldn't care what random 17 year olds on the internet think personally i think it's hilarious because i hate kevin durant um i think it's hilarious when he blows up on teenagers and social media because it really just shows how sad of a human being kevin durant really is And that's our show. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll be back soon with another episode.